Welcome back to another Motorsport Minute. We are on episode three. I am your host, Mitchell Bettenhausen. Uh, before we get into today's podcast, I would like to shine some light on why we do what we do. Uh, without without getting the youth into the motorsport uh, world, we wouldn't we won't have motorsports. So this next little clip shows you why we do what we do. This past weekend was the uh, points series end for the North Dakota Motocross Association. Uh, the little clip you just seen was one of Timeless's sponsored athletes. He finished in the top five in his class for the year. Uh, means means the world to us to see him finish in the top. And as you can see in the video, it means the world to him. Uh, that's why we do. That's why we do this. We want to see the youth get involved. We want to help grow all of the motorsport. Uh, industry everything like we say all the time we want to be a part of all of it um but we can't do so without you guys helping us out uh go hit that like button hit the subscribe button leave us a comment who, who do you think our next guest should be and thanks again for watching we're gonna head right into the this episode with nevada thanks <laughs> Well, thanks, Nevada, for hopping on today. Another episode of Motorsport Minute, uh, where we talk to all the different people in the motorsport world, um, trying to get the youth involved uh, and just see what's going on out there. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad you messaged me this morning looking for somebody. I know kind of emergency planning, but whatever, I guess. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... I don't know. It seems like every week I have two or three guests uh, ready to hop on, but I don't know. Someone always cancels. I think I do think the nerves get to people. Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, not that I've done it a bunch, but I've done it a few times, but try to listen to quite a few different ones. So I got a little bit of an idea of what goes on. So, but yeah, I definitely get people don't like to talk especially in the motorsports world as well it's probably a tough audience to try to get guys committed in different things i guess yeah for sure i mean i, I think they're supposed they think they're supposed to be on a script but i always tell them you can just say whatever you want that's that's what we're here for that's why we started this you know people to hear hear your opinions voices and i don't know i don't i don't think you got to be too censored either yeah, and, you know, some of the podcasts that are, like, more scripted or more corporate or whatever you want to call it, like, those ones just, I don't know, just don't seem to flow as good, I think, or, well, they flow good because they're made that way, but just you don't get honest personalities don't show out unless somebody's really talented at it, I guess. Right, yeah, and that's, you know, we just want people's real opinion on why they do it and uh, how they got into it and those sort of things. So right. I guess uh, with that, I'll start out. What got you into the motorsport world, business, kind of all of that? Yeah. Um, so I guess like my family was always on the fair board growing up. So I was always around the show here in town in Bowman and uh, Baker's not too far away. So kind of would always go to those as uh, when I was really little and growing up and um, just was always kind of in to watching different motorsport stuff matter kind of what it was i guess 
um, grew up on a farm. So when I was really little, spent a lot of time kind of by myself. So just ended up killing time in the house, watching that stuff, you know, until I got old enough to help. But um, always been into derby that way. Um, lucky, you know, we're down here in the oil field type stuff or were back then anyway it slowed down a lot so there was a lot of guys old time guys that derbied around close you know so it was always pretty good shows at both of those and a lot of cars and a lot of people i knew through family and different things so just kind of grew up watching it and eventually when i got old enough to have my own car built that luckily i had guys that helped out uh, older guys you know definitely way different than when they ran and different than the first car I built but had a lot of good help from different ideas so kind of got started that way to learn the basics and then grew up from there meeting guys that built better cars and different cars and going to different shows to watch and meeting people and just really escalated from there and I guess then started the graphic deal a couple in 2020 when Corey and Tyler ran Carnage and um kind of messed around with the graphics deal a little bit and did two for them down there. And I guess kind of just grew up from that I, for the most part. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, not just derbying your family's kind of into other, other things as well. I think I seen, uh, does your dad do some drag racing? Uh, my wife's dad, my father-in-law has a drag car. Um, he's got a 67 Belvedere with big block Mopar stuff. So, um, he races in Sturgis most of the time. He'll go to Minot here and there. So it's kind of a cool car. It was like uh, back in the early 2000s when it got built, it was like the first Mopar with a tubular K member that got built somewhere in Vegas or somewhere down there. So kind of a little bit of Mopar cred, street cred history with the car. So it's kind of cool that he has it, I guess. You can find it in different magazines and write-ups on it. So it's kind of neat, but... Yeah, he's big into it. Um, that's another thing. When I was little, they used to have the airport drag races in town. So I always kind of had that side of it, too. I, there's just a lot of things. I mean, small town stuff, you know, motorsports are kind of one of the main things to go do. You know, that and rodeo are kind of the big biggest things, you know, to pass time. But, um, yeah, motorsports is way better. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I... I, uh, I've never really been into the drag racing, but it's something, something cool. I think, uh, you're maybe contemplating getting into the drag racing in the near future. Or... Yeah. There's, there's a car sitting by my shop. I, it's got a long ways to go, but yeah, I bought a car nah, six, a month ago, I suppose a little Fox body. So pretty simple, pretty basic, but they're pretty easy to make go fast. So I'm going to try that, I guess, for a little bit till. Not, I don't want to say I'm getting out of derbying, but gonna kind of step away from running a little bit more. Um, my daughter's two, almost two, so um, a little bit tough with her to try to get time to go out to the shop and work on it. And she kind of likes to come out to the shop and you know play with her toys or whatever. Which uh, derby building derby cars isn't super conducive to that, you know, with just everything. So kind of try something else for a little bit. And like I said, her. Kelsey's dad drag races so we're gonna I don't know hopefully get a car and maybe do that a little bit more I guess where kind of everybody can go and a little bit more relaxing for a couple of years till she maybe gets older or something else I guess and the graphic thing is starting to take up a lot of time like when that's really busy is when a guy should be 
you know, you're trying to build a car and then you still got orders to try to take care of and take care of the people that get stuff from you. And I just, uh, trying to balance it all is gets tough. Yeah, for sure. I think almost everyone I've talked to, uh, on the podcast or kind of behind the scenes, uh, most people don't realize the toll it takes on a family, uh, whether it's whatever, drag racing, derbying, motocross, you know, anything there, the family, even extended family is always involved in some way, you know, whether you're building a car all night long or, you know, I, I feel like I recently had a child as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's harder to do things. I mean, not harder. It's just, you know, you got to really plan more. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, you know, having her come out in the shop isn't really ideal. I would, I would say most, most of the wives in the derby world probably don't go out in the shop. I mean, there are some, but you know, that's, you take a lot of family time away with it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I really, the guys I can make it work with all our family and get the kids involved. I mean, that's, it's crazy. I mean, I knowing how difficult that is, is pretty nuts. I mean, I mean, to each their own and just, there's only so much time in the day and you got to just kind of prioritize it. And, and I, I'm, I mean, not getting away from the sport at all. I mean, I don't run a ton the way it is, but try to go to as many shows with stuff and help guys out and just kind of promote the business as much as I can, I guess. So, I mean, still be around. I didn't run a whole lot anyway, so. Right, right. Did your, uh, did your family do anything growing up as far as i mean i know you went to like shows and things like that did did your family run or build or oh, not part of it yeah i was the first one so started i my cousins built you know a long time ago i remember when i was pretty little maybe even elementary still my cousin worked for my parents uh over the summer so we built he built a car in our shop so it was around him doing it and just some different stuff so no i'm kind of the first I guess in my close family, um, Kelsey's dad ran back in the day too, but not that really made a difference, but that was before we were together. But, but yeah, pretty much started out on my own as far as parts and cars and whatever else didn't have 20 old irons sitting back that dad and uncle and grandpa had sitting in the trees for 50 years, you know? Yeah, no, I feel I, I didn't start that way either. Well, my old man derbied, but, uh, back in like 06 to 08 when scrap metal was super high crushed you know a, a lot of cars a lot of cars so i started from scratch too um but you know it takes time so i always tell everyone that starting in the sport takes time to build it up but once you kind of got most of it it doesn't really go bad in a sense i mean stuff breaks but a yeah. lot of it a lot of it like gas pedals and stuff for the most part are pretty good yeah and that's the one thing I don't want to say it's advantage or disadvantage, but you know, the guys that have family or close friends that are more into it, um, not even just like, Oh, here's all the parts to do it. But the trial and error stuff is already kind of taken care of. And of course, Facebook helps a lot now as well. I mean, yeah, I've only derived what 10 years, which, but Facebook's changed it so much in that time. But you know, there's a lot of trial and error stuff that, I spent time or money on when I was first starting. I wish I would have did differently, I guess. So, but the guys that have family that were involved or whatever, kind of the second generation or third or whatever, 
that learning curve is already kind of taken care of to a point. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have even noticed uh, a lot of guys that have a scrap, uh, scrapyard friend or, or grew up with a scrapyard. I mean, some of the bigger derbiers across the you know, United States yeah. and you always see that they, you know, their dad or something had a scrapyard. It's, it's a lot easier to get into it then. <laughs> right. For sure. So I guess what, uh, switching gears a little bit, what got you into the graphics? Cause I mean, that's, it's kind of different than just, you know, motorsports in general. It's, you know, graphic design stickers. That's kind of a different realm. Um, so I don't know, kind of a lot of different things. Um, so my real job is agronomy sales. So you always see like that, like the advertising stuff that is involved in that, um, you know, with you, the cattle, like the bull catalog type, you always were around that and you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. And then, um, joining livestock, there's a little bit of that that goes on, but, um, I don't know, in college doing different projects for class, like, oh, I was kind of always picky on how like things looked, you know, when we did our projects and everything. So I had a little bit of that. And then, um, uh, when I started full-time after college at my job, just like the, um, like the customer invite things we sent out and sales sheets that we made, like I was always particular on how they went and made them. And then I was like, well, kind of the next level, like Max are pretty good as far as like the programs they come with, like making some of that stuff. But like then the next level, I was like, kind of talked to my boss and different things. And I was like, we should really get, uh, well, Illustrator or whatever and yeah, chop and different things to do more and do it nicer and more professional you know and so i did that and messed around with it for work and then um yeah cory was running carnage cory miller was running carnage in 2022 and i was like i want to make a rap and I had no idea that part of it you know and obviously you saw some of the i think angstrom when i started angstrom was doing it and i think 448 was and there was probably a couple other gh a couple other little ones but you know, seen what they did and didn't, I mean, I don't want to copy what someone else does. I want to try to have my own style and, you know, the dirt car, dirt track graphic stuff is cool. So kind of tried to look and get as many ideas and just do it that way and made there too. And had a few guys talk to me there um, at Carnage, you know, and didn't know I did it, which I didn't know either till then. <laughs> um, so did that. And then I think the next maybe did one or two different ones until kind of Mott's team show that year. You know, that was the first, you know, Carnage was at, so Carnage was in March and that was like right when COVID really started or you started hearing about COVID. Right. And I remember coming back from Carnage, we were driving, I think we ended up stopping in Sioux Falls at like midnight, one o'clock that morning after that Sunday on the way back. And we went in the hotel, got a hotel just to kind of sleep till, you know, drive the rest of the way home. And the Corey tried to pay with cash. And the guy at the counter was like, well, we don't accept cash right now because of COVID. And I was like, what in the heck are you talking about? Cause like, you know, we were down at carnage. So like you're working on cars and not really paying attention on your phone and different things. So like the whole news thing of that week didn't really pay much attention to. That's kind of when it like blew up and then we got back. That's when it like really blew up. So like all those early spring summer early summer shows kind of got canceled so like mott was the first one that year that 
you know, everybody signed up for it because it was, you know, a lot of people thought that might be the only chance of running that summer. That's weird to think about now, but I mean, I think that was a pretty realistic deal. So I want to say, I think I had like 10 teams at Mott out of, I think I had half of them, which, you know, Mott's close. That's the next closest show to me besides the one here in town. So, I mean, a lot of local guys ran it, so that helped, but yeah, I did a bunch for that and yeah, it kind of blew up from there and then of course that fall they didn't do blizzard bash so i think blizzard bash got pushed to march in 21 right or am i a year off somewhere yes yeah i think you're right in the right yeah so i was gonna do i don't know well yeah so i did a bunch that year and then just kind of randomly then um the team show in sydney caleb's or uh i don't remember what they called it but the bach and beat down team show i guess basically did a team for that, and then, yeah, pretty much really took off the next spring. Or no, they didn't. Blizzard Bash never was in the spring, was it? Because they were going to have it that next spring instead of Carnage, and then they didn't, I, th- I think, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, everything was all kind of messed up from COVID. Um, yeah, skipped a year. Right. Then, yeah, so the team show that fall, and then, yeah, it really blew up after that. Yeah, I mean, you see see your designs and your graphics kind of all over. Not even just cars. I think uh, I seen you were doing you know just like you know promotional stickers on the side of people's vehicles or uh, work trucks and coolers and welders and kind of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So again, i kind of got lucky, but there's a guy in town that owns the print a print shop or whatever and i i work with him so i do a lot of designs for him and mostly my own designs but i help him out with some different things and then he has the printers and stuff and the goal is eventually kind of buy him out so we just have kind of a partnership like that type of deal so it's been i've been lucky because then i can you know do my full-time job and just do my design stuff and like the time consuming part of printing and that part of it like he just takes care of that for me i guess so I think I'd do a lot more than if I was trying to do it myself type of deal. So that works out well, but yeah. So, uh, do some logo design vehicles for people's companies. Um, my wife and I used to show livestock when we were in high school. So I've done like quite a few like champion award banners for classes like that stall sign stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, motorsports is definitely the focus just cause that's what I like if I'm going to spend time running around to stuff, I'd rather go to that. But yeah, I've been pretty lucky with just knowing people to do their stuff and help out as much as I can, I guess. Yeah, it's it's good to see a small business grow. I mean, I, I feel it. Sometimes it's hard to grow. Kind of got to kind of fall in the right space. Um, not only that, I mean, that is a grind. Uh, you're, you know, you're kind of, we're kind of in the same spot. You're, you're big enough, but yet you're not quite big enough to do it on your own. So right. that's how we feel too. Like we got a lot of stuff we're doing, but it's not quite enough to, you know, have one person just quit their job and do it full time. And that's, you know, that's scary too, to do that. It's super scary. Like, I mean, I went to school for agronomy, so I kind of, that's what I do for a living. So it's nice. I mean, to be like, yeah, what I did at college, I'm just going to say, screw it and do something completely different that i still just trying to figure it out i mean there's there's 
mean, pretty much every graphic design person that actually knows what they're doing is way better at it than I am. I just, I know my niche and I, I think I do a good job at what the niche is, but man, there's some people like, you know, some of the stuff you follow on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, like some of those guys are so amazing. It's like, I don't even know how to even do that stuff. But yeah, to quit my real job on a whim to try to do that. It's, there's a lot of things that need to fall into place first. Stuff. Yeah, it, it shows though. I mean, you know, you got in the derbying and you don't have to just derby. I mean, you, you basically made a side job out of your passion. And I would say the way you talk about it shows that it's another passion of making the graphics. So um, it's good to show people, you, you know, getting into the sport, you meet so many people. Uh, not only that, you, you know, you might even find something else that you like doing. And that's, that's where you've ended up. Yeah. And I'm super thankful for like the graphic side of it just because like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was friends that you had from derbying, but you know, the, I don't know, like, so pretty much everybody is like, was a competitor not that I ran a ton. So it's probably not fair, but just thinking of guys that do like, you know, everybody's competition, but now that I'm a vendor per se, like you try to build the brand and friends through your customers and different things. So like, yeah, like the guys that have became friends or even just business friends or customers that are friends or whatever you want to call it is this, it's so amazing. I wouldn't trade it for like anything, anything like the guys that I talk to all the time now or order stuff all the time. So then you visit with them or see them at shows and they come up and visit with you because they ordered a sign from you or whatever is, yeah, it's, I don't know, like I've told my wife a bunch of times, like, I think if I didn't have a graphic thing, it would have been a lot harder to step back from running, you know, but I mean, I still get to go to shows, help, you know, my friends with their cars, like I have a reason to go because like, oh yeah, I got seven or eight cars to do wraps for or take with, so then I can help my buddies, you know, with their car, or just hang out or whatever. And Yeah, so I'm not even close to stepping away from it. I mean, really doesn't change much other than not having a car to work on all summer, but it's all right. Right. Do you, uh, do you plan to in the future expand it? I mean, maybe more, you said you got into stock cars, maybe, I don't know, dirt bikes to kind of anything, I guess. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me right now that probably is holding me back or I don't know, just keeping me from doing other things is the fact that I don't do it entirely myself. So like uh, working with that guy, you know, like to do dirt bikes, it's a whole different vinyl. I've done a couple of little things, but it's a whole different vinyl, a whole different laminate material, everything. So like I haven't done it because you need to have enough to justify like buying the material and like the material goes bad after like a year or so. So if you can't use up the whole thing, within a year it's not really worth doing and same with like uh like the full vehicle wraps or even like some of the race car vinyl is a different vinyl so like yeah you gotta be pretty committed and make sure you kind of have that business lined up before you jump in so i kind of just stick with what i have and what i know and just just do it i guess yeah no well we all appreciate it i know uh timeless we use you i mean basically every check we make every year comes from you and i don't know our orders usually you know 15 to 20 of them a year uh yeah with no. us growing it's hopefully gonna grow you too you know uh, we're all about helping out 
you know, someone else small as well. And we like that you help us out. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the connection friendship deal. Like, I mean, how many times did you and I talk before you guys started timeless? I mean, maybe once, <laughs> like not very much. And same with a ton of guys, you know, Caleb running, uh, his all in stuff. I mean, I've never talked to him before in my life. And then he got checks for the first, or I think it was the second, second or third beat down or whatever. He ordered checks for me. And I mean, now I've done quite a bit. Now he's got a pig deal. So do some stuff for him or, um, Willie Lochner, like never talked to him ever. He ordered stuff or, well, actually Neil Moore was on his team at that team show. And then Willie started getting stuff. And I, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I send stuff to Washington all the time, uh, Kentucky. I mean, it's, it's so spread out now. It's pretty crazy. And it's fun. I mean, I'll, yeah, it's fun to have all sorts of different people to talk to and visit with and have 20 people come up and talk to you every show you go to. And I'm not the best at names <laughs> in the world. So some guys will come up and talk and it's like, yeah, okay. And they're like, I need to order something from you. It's like, okay, just shoot me a message so I have it, what you need. Like, <laughs> I'm really bad at that stuff, and you'd think I'd be better. But but there's guys, yeah, I don't even, I don't know, don't reckon I've never even seen them before in my life. And some people that have, like, private Facebook things, like you try to creep on them just a little bit to get an idea of, like, their style or cars they ran or whatever to recognize them and, you know, some, not everybody has it open where you can see everything. So it's like, okay, you just kind of shoot from the hip, but they order more and more stuff. And all of a sudden, randomly, you'll see your stuff on a, somebody's live stream or whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I bet the, the feeling of seeing your own artwork and your work uh, put out for display, basically for anyone to see, that's a pretty, pretty good feeling. And, you know, some of the names you mentioned, they're some pretty big hitters in the industry. So Getting in with them, um, making a quality product, which you do, it's it's only going to grow. And I, I've seen it. And you kind of see them all over. Uh, you see your pictures, and you know sometimes you got like 15, 20 wraps laying on the floor that you're t- taking pictures of, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, and that, I mean, we're so lucky. I know I've, I've listened to your other podcasts and how, and to a point, you know, some you know, the question always gets brought up, like, is our sport dying? But then I kind of always thought of it like in North Dakota and, you know, Montana, I guess, South Dakota, like pretty close to us. Like we're so lucky, like the quality of builds and drivers we have and like not a very far, like just, I don't know. Like it probably was more a few years ago, like at Blizzard Bash, but like just look at like a Blizzard Bash roster, national qualifying limited, I mean, Zach and Brent and uh, Brady and Eric, they've won the limited show three times. Those guys are all North Dakota. Eric, well, he moved farther west now, but he wasn't that far away. He was in Williston for a lot of years. You know, those guys have won three times. Mike and Tori, I mean, that's freaking right next to you. You know, um, there's however many, uh, John and the, oh, uh, shoot. The Bernsteins. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it goes back like Kyle Wetzel used to, you know, do when Blizzard Bash 80s weld, you know, back when, I mean, we're so lucky the talent we have up here and quality of drivers and yeah, we don't probably have the hugest car counts in the country, but 
and the quality of guys that are running is just, it's crazy. You know, I mean, how, I don't know. I know like the guys out East and South, whatever, like, you know, they run and do well at Blizzard Bash and stuff, but I don't know. I just, to me, the qual- I've always thought that, you know, whether it's, and mostly Blizzard Bash, I'd say bigger, not a ton of people go around Carnage, but every now and then we do have a few from up here, but, you know, that quality of national big-time drivers and builds is right, it's here. I mean, those guys run, most of them run quite a bit all summer. I mean, and Brady and Brent run every weekend, Tanner's in there. He, I know he doesn't run Blizzard Bash with them, but those guys run a lot, and yeah, so I we're lucky in that. You know, that really helps the guys like me that are trying to do the vending thing and build those connections of who buys stuff. Like, I mean, it was pretty, I mean, Mike and Tori are good friends and it was pretty surreal to see those four national cars pull in the ring with my stuff on them. You know, it's, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I know I had some kind of randomly at some other big shows, but yeah, to watch Blizzard Bash, and I wasn't down there that last year, but to watch them pull in on the live stream, like, it was pretty cool, I thought. I don't know. But I also look for that kind of stuff more than probably most people do. But Yeah, I mean, for some of the you know best drivers in the state going down and supporting you, I mean, let alone they're going down there, but they're supporting someone local, that's, that means a lot, but... I totally agree with you. We know we don't have a lot of drivers, but the drivers we do, uh, we're pretty a concentrated, high quality driver. I mean, anymore if you if you go to a local show, you know, a few of the names you mentioned, probably six or so out of those names always show up, and they're always. I mean, if you win or place against some of them, you know, even Dixon, you know, he's another one from up north that he runs down there on a national team. Uh, and Hayes' team was at last year. They won the qualifying. So, I mean, the, the quality is through the roof. And there's a lot of guys around here that just run the single events too. Um, I think even if you're competing in the, you know, the stock or the 80s or compact, I mean, it's all quality drivers and builds down there. So it's pretty amazing to see. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I'm just as much a derby fan as a derbier and, a vendor or whatever, but like, um, so Corey Anderson ordered signs for Mulbridge for him and Chris Lancaster. And I was like, holy buckets, I'm doing Chris Lancaster sign, like just watching Derby for a lot of years. Like, so I was like, that's a pretty big, you know, they're pretty well known across the country and, you know, kind of list can go on. I can name a bunch of people, but I was like, holy buckets. <laughs> like it was pretty cool. I thought, yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it is. That's, that's a good feeling. Uh, are you going down to Blizzard Bash this year? Yep. Yep. I'm going to go this year. So it'll be, be the first time I've been there for probably six years. So we went like the very first time Corey, Jacob and I went, I don't even remember who really ran then. And then of course, Corey's ran Carnage twice. So I went those two times with him. So kind of would always skip Blizzard Bash just because we we're down there for Carnage. And then, yeah. So I'm excited to go this year. Sure. Well, aside from the graphics and uh, everything else, what's next? What's next in the world for you? I know you said you're kind of getting into the maybe some racing a little bit, but just gonna kind of hone in on some family time. Um. Yeah. Um. I know Ava turns two here in a month, so just kind of do stuff with her. But um, 
So that car I bought is just a roller. So that's kind of the winter project to kind of dive into that and see how much trouble I can get in. But um, yeah, I kind of work on the drag car a little bit. I mean, it's kind of the, there'll be a little Christmas rush with the graphic stuff, but it's pretty, winter's kind of, it's steady. I mean, there's always stuff to do with it, but definitely not like getting closer to the year. I mean, derby guys always wait till last minute, it seems like, so, which is fine. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah, I work on the race car, I guess. That's kind of the next deal as far as awesome. motor stuff goes. Sure. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be a busy year for us next year, so we're uh, kind of yeah. preparing for that. That's for sure. That'll be be here before you know it. <laughs> that stuff a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I know we we haven't always been the best about getting our orders in early, but trying to get better <laughs> now that we have a admin lady, she's kind of prods us to get things done on a timely manner. <laughs> I'll just you guys are timeless. Seems like you know what do you got twice as many events this year as you did last year. Yeah, I think rolling into 2023, uh, we don't have two of them confirmed. Without those being even confirmed, we have 10 events next year. Not just derbies, you know, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, we're basically every weekend of July, we're booked. June, couple weekends. August, couple weekends. September. I mean, I think if we wanted to, we've had a lot of people call. We've actually turned a few down because we don't know we want to do them, but uh, well, you know, that's, that's your whole weekends. So we don't, uh, don't really get us time. I hate to say it, but that's a good problem to have. Like, I don't know, to be at a point in like your guys' stuff and mine or even my real job to be like, to be at the point where you can like say no to things is kind of a cool feeling. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like when I first started, it's like, I want to do everything. Like someone's like, can you do this? Like, Oh, yep. No idea. <laughs> Just figure it out. But like, yeah, to be at the point to be like, nah, that there's other people that can do it or whatever. Or, no, that's not what I do or can't do it. It's kind of a cool spot to be in. Not, not saying, I mean, it'd be different if I was trying to rely on this as a living, you know, then maybe you try to do everything, but you don't have to. So it's kind of nice to be like, nope, that's, you know, I can't do that or whatever it is or point them in the right direction. You know, I get asked about shirts and stuff all the time. It's like, nope, there's good people that do that. Like just go to them. If you want, you know, your logos or something designed, like I could definitely help you out with that. But yeah, go to those guys for t-shirts and whatever. So. No, it's yeah. For us. I mean, it's good to see where we've got with it. Um, especially cause there was, there was a lot of doubt in the beginning. I mean, we got a long ways to go. Uh, no, not, uh, tooting my own horn or anything but we got a long long ways to go i think we want to grow it way more um maybe more so grow some of the shows we already have uh and you know go to bigger venues and things like that um but for now you know we're i think it's trying to trying to make what we have better instead of growing the events uh, just just for weekend sake too it is you know my partner he's got three kids so it's pretty hard on the family i know this past weekend was the first time he got got away with his family since you know January, so it's pretty tough. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's tough. Uh, we try to do a lot of different things together as a family or whatever. And yeah, weekend you want to run to a show on a Saturday or something. I mean, it really throws a wrench. So hopefully now, I mean, April will be two and a half next summer running to stuff. So maybe she can tag along a little bit more or whatever. And that's the goal eventually, I guess, but I don't know. It's exciting. 
and it's it's tough because like the car counts were down but i mean got to kind of look at the economy and different things that are going on like it's a big commitment for guys time-wise and financials or whatever but it's kind of exciting too like there's a lot of i guess maybe i'm more looking ahead than most things but like it's kind of exciting for for Derby's at right now. I mean, there's a lot of big shows. Like I saw that uh, shoot, what was it called? Like King of the Ring or that show in Iowa or something that that uh, Kingman's like on. I right. saw J- Jigs is sponsoring that one of the like main sponsors, and I was like, that's so cool to have like a real parts, you know, automotive manufacturer like throwing their hat in the ring when it comes to paying out at a Derby and different things. Like, like I mean, Jigs. Jigs is like the parts place, you know, I know Speedway has kind of got on board having a derby section and um, I know Summit or some of the oil places kind of vend down at Blizzard Bash, but like to see Jags on a derby poster, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, and, you know, granted, I think it's kind of a this social media TikTok thing, you know, I think Jags sponsors that uh, Kingman guy, but I was like, that's so I don't know. I thought that was cool, but I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like that sponsorship stuff or like some of the YouTube drag race car guys like Cleus McFarlane, like how Summit and all these places have jumped on with him. Like the so and I think that's why I was kinda, you know, we were texting about the podcast and like you guys, like it's so cool. Like I think it's kind of the next good step for like the Derby thing to get more of a I don't know, national or like a social media face. I know there's a lot of guys on facebook and different things and like i mean tiktok's full of derby guys now it seems like but like i don't know i just to have the derby be more marketable to like a jags or a summit or something like that i think is really going to help and i don't know i don't know how much speculation or how much you guys should really talk about but like i think there's a lot of big derby things coming to our part of the world in the next year not even just you guys and like beat down and different things, but I think there might be a bigger show on the horizon if anybody watches Facebook close enough. Yeah, no, I've seen that too. And, you know, like you mentioned with this platform, it's small now and be small probably for a while, but you know, that's, that's the end goal is to start getting some of these bigger names, not even just Derby guys, car guys, you know, maybe interviewing some of the larger companies. And I mean, yeah, it, it it's maybe a pipe dream, but you know, that's that's kind of where we'd like to head it because we want everyone's view of it. We want to kind of shine the light on the motorsport world and uh, you know get the younger crowd into it. If we're not helping out, they're not going to get into it. Yeah, and it's tough because I know, I don't know, I kind of compared to like maybe where Derby is right now to like the way like NASCAR stock car racing stuff was like in the 90s 80s 90s so like where there's so many secrets and then it kind of got more of a national brand type of deal but like you know derby for rightfully so like there's a lot of money that goes into it a lot of tips and tricks but like we're so like secretive about anything like you know look at the drag race or drifting guys on youtube i mean they're building their car on camera and saying like oh this is what we're doing this is the parts i use and blah 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 and like I think we're a long ways away from that on Derby and, and I don't know, you guys have said it on here before, but we're all kind of our worst enemy own worst enemy when it comes to this stuff. Like there's a spot for everything in whatever motorsports it is. Like, you know, the dirt track racing all the way up to NASCAR and F1, you know, right. drag racing, 
local ET racing, the dragon drives to NHRA. Like there's a spot for everybody to be in. And I think we got to accept that in Derby too. that the national blizzard bash cars aren't going to be what the normal dude that runs a county fair is going to build. And it shouldn't be. I mean, not everybody should build cars like that. There's got to be levels to every, there just is. Right. Right. Yeah. Our Derby, the Derby world around here is definitely secretive. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool to see. I know they tried to start that TV series with the derbying and kind of show more what's going on, but right. I, I haven't seen much on it. I guess I probably would have to subscribe and yeah, I, that. yeah, that one um, uh, derby tease or whatever I think he is. Uh, can't remember what his name is, but yeah, he he was doing something. <clears throat> but I, like I was kind of thinking of it while I was waiting for you to jump back on, but like um, I I was kind of like think of it like drag racing like i think like the way street outlaws was like when it first started because like 1320 got like their video those guys racing down there and then discovery picked it up and like when it first started like i mean those guys were pretty grassroots like they didn't have much and then like it blew up and then the car just got so fast and i think like in its heyday when they first started like it really grew the popularity of drag racing again you know to kind of be obtainable for guys and then like those cars just got stupid fast and pro mods and like i mean they're basically nhra pro mod cars that they drove on a pay or a concrete strip of some factory but then they went into like, like no prep kings well the random dude isn't gonna have some 3000 horsepower pro mod like that so then like so like as that was starting to grow like the motor trend uh, hot rod drag kind of was uh, i mean that was going for quite a while but then it started more and then now there's like rocky mountain drag week there's midwest drag week there's drag week 2.0 there's sick week in florida so now there, there's all these like drag and drive deals where there's a lot of different classes and guys can do it and it's more kind of back down to like the roots and yeah there's stupid fast cars and that stuff too but like you know like it's more obtainable for everybody and then you know, of course, the YouTube people help that, too. I mean, that's how popular it got. Like, Terry, so my father-in-law said, like, when Street Outlaws started to get big, like, the drag strip in Sturgis, like, guys would stand at the... So, like, Friday night down there, they do street legals where, like, anybody comes and races, but, like, there's a lot more cars there on Friday night than there is for the actual racing on Saturday and Sunday, but there'd be people start standing at the starting line and different things, like, just, like, on TV and... and yeah, so it's it definitely changed the way that sport moved, and then now with the YouTube guys, it's kind of brought it back down. But now those guys have super fast cars too. So, but it, everything's just more transparent and feels obtainable to everybody. And I just think like for Derby to grow and like I don't know, it just needs to be more like transparent to market itself better. You know, I mean, guys at Derby are like. Or people at Derby are the best people in this country. I mean, we're all blue collar type, hardworking people. But yeah, I mean, that would do anything for anybody. And I just think that part needs to be marketed better. And the guys that are trying to do it are like, you know, Derby Tees and like the interviews at Blizzard Bash and Carnage and all these shows. Like, I mean, that helps, but I mean, it's still all of a subscription deal and I don't know what it would ever take to get it bigger than that. I don't know. I don't know the answers to that. I just, that's what I see needs to happen, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, social media has brought all of it a long ways, but right. it does have room to go yet. I don't know. I don't know if that is getting it on an actual televised thing or not, but yeah, it's still, I know. I know it's try. I mean, got like Discovery and I think Motor Trend had one. I don't remember what they're all called. There's quite a few different ones. They've tried, but then it's the same thing. They were trying to do. I think Discovery had one. Some guys in Illinois or something. I don't know, but they tried to make it like street all. And I know there's drama, but I hate how all them places like the the Derby show they had. They tried to dramatize it and be like, you know, the guys fighting and like, yeah, that stuff happens, but happens in every sport and i i, I don't know if pers need to move away from it a little bit and like i, I would be interested at like blizzard bash and stuff to look you know just kind of in carnage too i guess i shouldn't really talk about blizzard bash i haven't been there for a few years but like how many people are there like just from closer to topeka that just come to blizzard bash or carnage you know because there's a lot of people that you see that like you're like man no way they're here as a derby person they're here to just watch the derby type of deal or like even even like at uh black hills beatdown like how many people showed up for that you know that are just from rapid or the area and it's tough and i don't know i don't know what that answer is hopefully we can figure it out before too long but right yeah, and for people to highlight the drama of things that's it's maybe good to like get a viewer's attention, but from like uh, people trying to grow the sport, that's yeah. you know I I don't like seeing it. I hate seeing the drama. I you know in the perfect world I wish everyone got along, but that's just not how it is. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully you know things like this show people it's it's not not as bad as what it may seem. And they start getting into different things such as, you know, stock car racing or derbying or whatever it may be. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think the farther you move down on a level of a motorsport, the more drama there. I mean, I don't know. You watch Supercross. I mean, them guys are fighting and whatever, you know, but, um, NASCAR. I mean, it happened last weekend, you know, they were fighting and that. It's, I mean, so the drama is always going to be there, but hopefully we can move away from just like the personal drama to like more of the drama, like, uh, you know, team CPI is against council style for this heat, like the drama of the actual event instead of just one guy versus another, you know, or like, you know, NASCAR, like, Oh, it's the playoffs, like the five car, you know, something like that type of drama, like actually in the show, but it's, it doesn't matter if it's a live sporting deal or the, TV shows on TV now, the drama is the part that sells. So I guess I get that part of it. Just, it's tough. I don't, like I said, I don't have the answer and I don't want to sit here and say we have all the answers. But like I said, that Jake sponsoring that one show in Illinois, like that's huge. In my eyes, that's huge. Like, but like I said, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like that sponsorship and looking probably past it. Like, a guy, I don't know, looking past some things, but it's, that's what's going to take it. Like, you know, another example is like Haley Deegan and NASCAR. She has the biggest social media falling out of any NASCAR driver, whether it's Cup Series, Xfinity, Trucks, whatever. He's bigger than Dale Jr. And, you know, you go on social media and you read, and everyone's like, oh, she sucks. She's terrible. She wrecks and blah, blah, blah. Well, she got an Xfinity ride, 
uh, in Vegas and she was 13th. So top 15 or whatever she ended up placing on like the trucks. She always gets crashed out because it's just a bunch of young people just trying to get a seat, you know, basically. But like, there's so much sponsor money behind her. Like she is always going to have a seat to fill until she just can't hack it. I mean, she can run top 20 for the rest of her life and there's always going to be a seat for her to drive in. And that's just because there's sponsor dollars and money behind you know, her getting in a car and I think like having Jags get in on that, you know, all the vendors besides like derby vendors, besides a few, I mean, most guys are doing it as a side deal, you know, so there's not millions of dollars to throw at advertising or thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars, like big time NASCAR stuff. But I think that show Jags stepping up is kind of in the right direction. I don't know. Because yeah. I mean, look at Postal and NLR and all them guys. I mean, they are sponsoring pretty much most things, I guess. And I, it'd be tough. I mean, um, I know Mavis does it full time, and that's their gig, you know. So it's it's different. But I mean, there's only so much that type of money to go around. I mean, I know I'm sure they budget for X amount to you know sponsor or promote or whatever it is. And yeah, I mean, yeah, there's their business you know the marketing side is tough uh you know we try to get our our events our name everything out as much as possible you know with social media and then with uh, other things you know between radio or billboards yeah. or whatever for like our car show we do a lot of that um just trying to get more cars there obviously uh, and get that reach out there but uh, people don't realize you know getting on the radio only for like a couple weeks is a couple thousand dollars getting on a billboards like 600 a month you know things like that are not they're not cheap so i don't you know i don't blame like some of those bigger guys it's tough to you know send out money all the time for these sometimes little shows they're more so going to want to be seen on the big scene um you know unlike a big company like jegs i would assume they got a little more money to play with sure but even even now like with timeless we get a lot of calls people want sponsors and we try to sometimes but you know we just don't have the the revenue stream to be sending out money all the time yeah it's tough i mean that's thing i get asked all the time i try to do as much as i can like you know a lot of times i'll do stuff at cost but i mean still costs me money to do some of that stuff and i'm kind of just trying to do what i can or whatever but yeah it's so like i don't know the the radio thing's tough i i hate hopefully i don't make any radio people mad i know we're like it's such not worth it i don't know we have this conversation at work all the time you know like oh should we put this ad money into the radio kind of like why it's point i mean your dollar goes so much farther on facebook and different things than it does going to the radio or the newspaper or whatever you know i mean how many that's the reason podcasts exist is because people don't listen to the radio anymore. Why is Spotify a multi-billion dollar company? People don't really listen anymore. I mean, why is Sirius a thing? I don't right. know. And for the most part, it's free. I mean, to listen to most people unless uh, they have some sort of subscription, but yeah, you know, it's, it's free. It's, and it's what you want to listen to. It's not a redundant uh, message. You know, the radio is pretty, you hear the same song or you hear the same ad or you hear the same story and podcasts, you get exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. And it kind of, I don't know, like the Derby, like the streaming and just the Derby thing in general, it kind of even goes 
back to like the local business side of the world, you know, small business, like, you know, people spend, I don't even know what direct TV or something costs, but people spend 200 or $300 a year for that, or well, probably even more than that, or like your cable is $1,200 a year, whatever it is. But then when it comes to like streaming Blizzard Bash for 30 bucks for the weekend, oh, that's too expensive, or go and do a show, like, oh, that's too expensive. Like, I don't know. It's There's not enough money to go around to make everything work, but sometimes it's... I don't know. People are like, oh, that's too expensive for that. It's too expensive for this. It's like, well, I don't know. Just support what you want to support, I guess. That's all I can say, really. Right. Like, you know, and I'm not friends with everybody running a Blizzard Bash, but at least, I mean, the ones that I am, you know, they all got their team t-shirts or whatever, you know, like, I don't know, spend 20 bucks, 25 bucks and get Ass Kickers t-shirt, you know, talk to uh, Toddy's wife now and you know like those guys or whoever it is or I know CPI's got I'm Cal Soda style you know Jill's got t- they all got t-shirts like I don't know, spend 20 bucks on that get their t-shirt I, I mean I know it helps them get down there whether gas or whatever they use it for but you know I saw something like NASCAR the other day they were like one guy was like I think it was like an Instagram comment or whatever it was. Like I said, I'm a nerd and look into all that stuff way more than I should, but they're, they're talking about Dale senior and they're like, I don't know how many listeners know the whole story about uh, DEI and how Dale's ex-wife was like, they call her the wicked witch of South Carolina or North Carolina or whatever. Cause she took all the money from Dale junior. But anyway, they're like people spend a hundred dollars to buy Dale Earnhardt flags and t-shirts and give her the money versus like buying a Ross Chastain shirt you know like the new guys in the sport and supporting them guys like they'll buy his stuff and he's been gone for 20 years but not the guys that are trying to make it and I kind of see that same thing with the derby thing you know support the guys that are trying to put on these shows and you know the county fair stuff it's tough I don't it even goes down to this podcast I get a lot of I, uh, I shouldn't say a lot. I get a few texts, you know, like what you're doing, this and that. I hope it grows. Uh, you should do this or that. But then on the flip side, you know, they don't ever like or subscribe or nothing. It's like, eh, I, I I get it. It's fine. But, you know, sure would like if they would. Um, yeah. You know, it's just supporting me. And we can only get bigger and better if more people are coming in here listening. You know, I can only get better with new ideas, uh, what to do, who to to interview or anything what to talk about but uh without anybody actually giving an opinion and and uh, supporting us you know it's just kind of doing it on my own yeah it's like that other facebook thing that's going to probably be circulating here pretty soon with black friday and everything like the small business deal like you know it's free to support your friends with small business like and share their facebook page or comment something nice on there i mean yeah it's so yeah, I mean, I think I have 700 now on, like, my graphics page or whatever, but, you know, my good, or my friends or whatever, they've all been really good about commenting on, like, the stuff on We Crash, you know, people looking for stuff or sharing the stuff I do and, like, you know, I can tell, I mean, not saying everything I post, I expect to get a million likes on or whatever, but, you know, the stuff that has, like, two guys share it gets a lot more traction because you can look at the analytics or whatever, gets so much more traction than just the you know the 
regular posts that don't, I guess, you know, just a like or whatever. And I'm not, I kind of, I do really good on Facebook for a little bit and I kind of stink at it for a while, but it's tough when you're not going to shows, you don't have cool picture <laughs> pictures, I guess. Yeah, I, I try to stay on top of it as much as possible, but, you know, sometimes I, I just don't even know what to put on. You know, I don't want to be the guy that just keeps posting the same thing over and over again. Other than, like, these podcasts, I keep I keep sharing stuff like that, but I don't know. Hopefully it gets it out there for people. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much you want to talk about podcasts and stuff, but some of the stuff we've texted back and forth, like, I don't know, that's exciting. Like, there's... Yeah, you said like F one team or something. I'm like, wow, in the heck, like, you know. Yeah, so I've been just basically cold messaging people and whatever I think would be cool, or if they got, you know, not gonna lie, if they got a little bit of a following, I'm gonna more apt to message them because <laughs> I want to grow too. But you know, on the flip side, the few people I have talked to, um, they're they're more than willing. Cause they want they want to grow on this platform as well, and it'll show them you know, and hopefully on this platform and they can share it to their friends. So that's, that's kind of the aim right now. It's, it's tough. And I watch a lot of, I, I don't know, I watch some podcasts with a lot of YouTube or whatever, but it's tough. Cause like there's a ceiling of people. Cause once they get above that ceiling, they're going to want paid for anything they ever do. I mean, they're not free. Like once you get into the sponsored type people, but like, like when I think of like the global scheme of things, like F1 is like at the tippy top of motorsports, in my opinion. Like it would be, I know we're not huge F1 people in America, just like we're not huge soccer people, but I mean, F1 and soccer are like the tippy tops of, you know, ball sports, motorsports, I think. I, you know, I mean, Netflix has that F1 documentary and how many movies are F1 and like F1 is huge. No, it's, it's that. super true. If you look up, you know, before starting this podcast, I did a lot of research on the different motorsports podcasts and like, you know, I don't want to be the guy doing the same material as everyone else. And yeah. there's a couple of derby guys out there and I don't want to be just derby. I tell everyone that I want to do, I want to cover everything. And there's not many that cover everything. But if you type in motorsports on any platform, you're going to get like 30 F1 motorsports platforms. And it's it's huge. So I guess for uh, people not watching but listening, uh, in the near future, we will have an F1 team coming on. Uh, pretty excited for it. I'm actually really excited. We're traveling, uh, traveling down to Nebraska to meet up with them. Yeah, so like, well, like when I started this, graphics deal like you always think and probably the same obviously the same way you, you guys are thinking like how to expand it and like you can see the writing that like, podcasting youtube but, like that's kind of like the way well, i'm out tiktok i guess but it's kind of the way things are leaning as far as like growing or whatever but like i told kelsey i was like i want to figure out how to do a podcast she's like why i'm like i don't know just that's what i think a guy needs to do but then like my biggest thing and hold back, I, I don't know like what I would do. Cause like I'm on the fire department. So I'm kind of, you know, a nerd about that stuff. It's like, Oh, I want to talk about fire department stuff. Like, well, we're not a paid department. We don't do enough. Like there's no way I could have a podcast all the time. It's like, okay, then Derby. It's like, okay. Yeah. But then it's like, well, I went motorsport. Like, I just don't know how I would pin it down to like one thing to talk about. So I'd rather just get on yours and help you when I can. Cause then at least we can talk about one thing the whole time. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be limited either. And, We've talked about it, and 
I, I think we're moving moving in the right direction. I've been talking about doing a podcast for oh gosh, year, year and a half, been telling my partner, gotta do it, gotta do it. And he's busy, so you know, when he can he'll hop on and be be a co host. But yeah. majority of the time it'll be me and, you know, whoever I find to be a guest. So I just finally finally took the leap, you know, three episodes in now. Just hopefully keep on going, keep finding good guests. Well, and that's kind of when I was texting you about, I was like, ah, I can try to help as much as I can or whatever. Like, I don't want to take it away from you guys. Obviously, it's with your brand, but, you know, I mean, try to have connections or whatever. You know, obviously, Brent and Liz did great on theirs, and Cody and Elaine did too. I mean, they're different different things to talk about, but you just tell, like, not that I've been on a million podcasts either, but just not, you know, just the flow of stuff. I probably talk too much, but no. it's kind of yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I everyone I talk to, I just talk. I mean, you don't got to feel reserved or anything. Just talk, be open. That's that's why we're here. I want people to hear what it actually is on the on our side of things, on the motorsport side of things, on the business side of things, instead of like we talked earlier with a scripted a scripted message. You know, we just want to be us. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing. Like, um, like another example is the you betcha guy. Like, you listen to his podcast. Like, how much business stuff they actually kind of talk about. Like, just the insight of different things. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, you might not hit on a motorsport thing that somebody listens to, but like the business side, I think all that relates somewhere or another to everything. You know, whether it's you guys promoting my graphics, my real job, like whatever, it all intertwines and stuff. And I don't know, I think that stuff probably hits pretty good when, you know, somebody can shed some light on how their business works because then you think about different things and whatever. Right. Yeah, I know my uh, my wife had mentioned to me the other night, do you always have to talk about motorsport stuff when you're on there? I said, well, I mean, that's kind of what we're based around, but, you know, even if it's just we talk a little bit on it and we talk about the other things that they're doing, you know, just kind of share everything. You know, that's what people... I, I think people want to hear, you know, we're we're not just doing timeless. We're not just doing events. You know, we, we flipped our business and turned, turned it into a property group as well. You know, so we're, we're, we're trying to go in different avenues um, than this podcast. So it, it, there's so many, so many things going on and people don't even realize it until you physically talk to them, you know, just like, just like you were mentioning. Yeah, it'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah. Just not somebody that's like, directly involved or whatever I don't, one thing i think of is like a there's got to be some lawyer that specializes in like liability for motorsport and you guys probably have one or some sort of that like i don't know, have them on one time just kind of talk about the ins and outs and like you know not even necessarily like not everybody's gonna promote a show but maybe if they hear like that side of it maybe they would ease up on the promoters a little bit you know they can only do so much and i'm sure there's a lot of liability and I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you've had some discussion with one if you don't have one or whatever. I don't know how that works, but. Yeah, we work pretty consistently with one lawyer and then we work very consistent with like one insurance company. They kind of both go hand in hand, both got to approve our stuff before anything uh, can can get done. Uh, I think people, you know, so everyone's so used to the county shows. You just show up, you sign the release form and you go on with your day. But I don't think people realize most of the times that form means nothing in court. 
It probably yeah. wasn't vetted by a lawyer. You know, nothing. Yeah, so, like, speaking of that liability form, like, when I was in college, that was when the whole, like, electronic posting, no hunting thing in North Dakota really started. And there was a NODAC insurance. He's specialized in liability, lawyer, law or whatever he does, I guess. But um, I asked him when I was kind of visiting because it's like, you know, if you have your uh, property posted – how did it go? Like, that's why, like, you should post it because then you're telling people, like, don't come on this. But if you don't post it, you're just letting people on. If, like, I go on your property, even if I'm trespassing or, like, I don't know, hunting's weird. But, like, if I go on there and break my ankle, even though I didn't have permission, but if you don't have it posted, well, then you're liable for it. And then it's like, oh, what if they sign a liability? He's like, that liability waiver isn't worth the paper that is written on. And I'm like, because it's like, if they can prove you had negligence in any form which is pretty much I mean, simple to do anymore right like even if it's not a, like oh you you tilled your field and i tripped on a dirt clump like oh you're negligent because you didn't post a warning or whatever like everybody's so like so happy and like that's like that's what's so tough about derby too like the whole cage deal and all this stuff it's like God, guys like we're our own worst enemy it's like you're just asking for this to just be over like one more person or something that happens like that or negligent or like the some of the promoters that are even like a county fair show or whatever it is that aren't is on top of things you know let something fly and someone gets hurt like it's so easy to that's that's done it's never that show will never happen again it's just it's tough and i just don't think everybody understands that entirely no, I mean, you could we could lose our business overnight if uh, something like that happened. And, you know, the driver signed the waivers and, uh, you know, are responsible for their actions. And then it never used to be a thing probably 10, 15 years ago, but now we have all, the, we have to insure the spectators as well. You know, that's a whole nother realm of insurance. And, you know, by, you know, like some of our bigger shows, by the time we're done for a week and insurance is 3,500 bucks just, just to ensure our spectators and our workers that set up, um, you know, pre and post the event. So it's, you know, we, we as timeless as well, carry our own liabilities. So we yeah, we're to. covered. Yeah, we, yeah absolutely. After you. And that's, that's even tough. Like, and I don't, maybe it's kind of one of them things that does, it's not a problem until it becomes a problem type of deal. But yeah, these smaller shows that Alliance club or, a fire department or whatever put on like i just i don't know it's tough like the whole liability thing is a wild thing like i know fire departments carry really good insurance liability insurance but i don't know if like if it you know push came to shove if it would really cover anything on that side of things you have to get pretty creative like i know they're nonprofits and different things but i don't think that matters when something bad happens right right well, I believe that's uh, that's what I got for you. I appreciate you coming on, Nevada. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. You need somebody, I guess. We'll yeah, yeah. Sport next time, I guess. Right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, anyone listening, go follow. Go look up Nevada 22 GFX uh, Designs. Uh, he, can, he can hook you up on about anything. He's done a lot for us and does great work.